On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's normally him. But today, uh, we got a new guest. We got uh, the host of Locked On Falcons. That's Aaron Freeman. And uh, he's going to join us to talk a little bit about the uh, Calvin Ridley situation, which is a sticky wicket, to say the least. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'd, I'd be doing better uh, if uh, the Calvin Ridley situation, is, I guess, is the official title for it, uh, hadn't occurred yesterday. Very, very surprising news there. Sort of threw me for a loop. Didn't think I would be talking about something like that this offseason. You know, and it is so odd. I mean, the, this thing has all kinds of layers, right? First of all, Calvin Ridley essentially takes the year off for mental health purposes. And I think in this day and age, everybody's kind of cool with that. Um, everybody's got mental health issues. And, and then you couple that with the fact we've been through a pandemic. Um, there's so much unrest everywhere. You, you sort of get it that a, that a guy – uh, who is in the NFL, who didn't come from a lot of money, now has a lot of money, and there's probably a lot of things in the background pulling strings that just sort of um, – and, and he's now in the limelight all the time. It, there probably is some uh, a mental health issue here. But then this comes out. I think we were all cool with that. And then this comes out about the gambling, and I think everybody's initial thought was, oh, my God, is he betting – you know, against his own team. I mean, that's the first thought everybody has is he fixing games. But, you know, what's weird is he was doing this while he wasn't playing. So he didn't have any direct uh, influence on the game. And it was such a small amount of money and, frankly, quite stupid bets if they were the parlays, the five and 18 parlays people are talking about, um, and, and relatively small amount of money in $1,500. It's just so odd, and especially when you consider the NFL makes a gazillion dollars because people gamble on it all the time and because they take a bunch of sponsorship money from DraftKings and, and every other uh, gambling site in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, the, you're getting at sort of the many layers of this issue, right? Like from a, a simple rules standpoint, it makes no sense uh, for Calvin Ridley to do what he did which is bet on football. It's like the one rule that you're not allowed to do is you're not allowed to bet on your own sport because it affects the integrity of the game. But a lot of people over the last day or so uh, since this story broke and as we sit here talking about it, um, have sort of had the opinion that this sort of represents a hypocrisy on the part of the NFL when it comes to they making, you know, billions of dollars, presumably, uh, due to gambling and whatnot and gambling and fantasy sports and all these various things are an integral part of uh, the league success over the years and their growing popularity. Um, but sort of they're suspending a player over this where it's like, you know, look this way or, or look that way, or look the other way when it comes to some of this stuff. But don't necessarily take this hardline stance against other issues, uh, particularly, you know, player, personal conduct, domestic violence, some of these other issues that have 
caused the NFL to come under fire in recent years. So I understand why people are, are quick to criticize the NFL over this suspension. But from my perspective, you know, this is the one rule that you can't do when it comes to integrity of the game when you're you know a professional athlete you're not allowed to bet on your own sport and so when you look at it from that perspective you know this frankly was a, a terrible and dumb decision on the part of calvin ridley but you you spoke to sort of the you know ongoing issues that he was dealing with mental health and, and you're right like there's part of me that has a lot of sympathy for calvin ridley for dealing with that and and hoping to you know eliminate the stigma uh, of of people needing mental health breaks because we all need it and just because you're a professional athlete making millions of dollars doesn't necessarily mean that like you're good to go or, or anything like that but then you have this sort of incident sort of overshadow that and now you have people sort of conflating the two issues where it's like oh well he's got a gambling problem that's why you know and, and so it, it just doesn't help anything really uh at, at this point in time so uh, hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity on that in the future, but certainly this is just a very bizarre uh, and, and unfortunate situation. You know, and I, and I think that that is the golden rule in sports, right? That you, you can't, you're not really supposed to gamble on any sports. If you go back and look at something like what happened to Rick Neuheisel, who was involved in what an NCAA basketball bracket contest or something. And he ends up basically getting canned from Washington, I think for that. And, um, then you talk about Pete Rose. I mean, that's always the <laughs> that's the story when it comes to sports gambling or, or athletes gambling in sports or, or managers or whatever. Um, but it is funny now because sport gambling is so much more prevalent and it's so much easier. It used to be, you know, everybody's got a bookie that, you, you know, his name is like Slick Rick or something. Yeah. You got to meet him in the alley. That's that very shady. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now it's not that way. I mean, I, I could bet on a, on a Russian basketball game right now with a betonline.net. Um, and there's, we have a sponsor in runyourpool.com, which is, you know, and it's all just widely accepted and it should be. I mean, it, everybody should be responsible for their own thing. But the golden rule in sports, like you said, is don't gamble, uh, especially on your own sport. That being said, um, I find it kind of hard to believe. Now, he ended up being ostracized regardless. Ray Rice, I think, was suspended for like two games. And he basically cold-cocked a woman in an elevator to the point where she was unconscious. And it, it, I have a hard time equating a two-game suspension to that when Calvin Ridley gambled $1,500 during a season he's not even playing. And um, I, I, I just can't make this make sense in my head, except for the fact that the NFL is going to send this strong message about gambling when, again, I come back to, hey, that's hilarious because the draft is going to be in Vegas. Um, you've got a team in Vegas now. Um, the Super Bowl is going to be in Vegas in two years. I mean, let's, let's chill a little bit. Let's, let's take a hardline stance. But I think they're, man, they're making such an example out of him and I would love to see them back off of this to an extent and say, okay, here's the deal. Calvin Ridley did this, and we know it's a small amount of money. You, you do need to be suspended, and it'll be X amount of games. The next time somebody does this, it is a year. I, I think Calvin Ridley should be the uh, – the not get a free pass for it, but be the guy that says, okay, this – we know where the line is now. The line is you cannot bet $1, and we're going to suspend him for three, four, five games, whatever it is. Isn't a season excessive? Yeah, I mean, from from a certain perspective, 
I get where you're coming from, but I feel like, you know, this is what the NFL does and I, I understand it. Like I, I can't really have a beef with them, you know, taking that hard line stance with Calvin Ridley and, and basically making him be the guy that falls on the sword when it comes to a, a suspension uh, and, and basically saying like, this is, you know, unacceptable. We cannot allow this uh, to, to go forward and sort of taking the soft stance and saying the next guy's going to get hit with a hard uh, suspension. You know, I don't know if that's going to send the right message that the NFL wants to send. Now, again, as I just discussed, and as you talked about, um, you know, certainly I'm sure a lot of people out there don't think that that should be a message that the NFL should be trying to send. But I, I, I tend to side with the NFL on this issue. I think this is the one issue that you you cannot let sort of slide. So Calvin Ridley getting a year long suspension for this to me makes total sense. I think really when we talk about some of those other issues and, and some of these the other players getting lack of discipline, it's not that, oh, well, this player only got two, three games. And so therefore Calvin Ridley should only get two or three games. It's more like, oh, they should increase the punishment for some of these other players uh, and sort of see those guys, particularly for some of those personal conduct issues and domestic violence issues, uh, you know, the NFL take a little bit more of a harder line stance against some of those players moving forward. But uh, we'll just sort of have to see if that becomes the case. I want to talk a little bit more about the Falcons and the tie-in with the University of Alabama. But right now, I want to tell everybody about Built Bar. This is the time of year that everybody's given up on their New Year's resolutions. But you know what? I haven't because I've been eating my Built Bars. I've lost a little bit of weight. It feels fantastic. The puffs are awesome. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. They're, they're some of the best tasting bars Built Bars makes. Um, puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They taste delicious. They're not just a protein bar. They're an actual treat covered in real chocolate. That, that makes all the difference. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away by the stats there. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb, everything you want if you're trying to lose a little bit of weight or maintain weight. Um, it's tough right now to do all that. You know, again, still in a pandemic and a lot of stuff going on and gas prices. You can't drive to the gym anymore, so you better eat right at the house. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off that order. Built.com, these built bars are unbelievable. You'll love them. Also, I want to tell you about Stat Hero. Look, this is one of uh, my favorite sponsors because it's that time of year when you want to get in the NCAA tournament. You know, you love the buzzer beaters and you hate the buzzer beaters. It was a great one. Uh, last night, it was so cool in the SoCon. Uh, there's all kind of drama, and it could have it could have made you super happy or super sad, whatever it is. Regardless, you got a lot of passion into it. Stat Hero has an NCAA single-game pick em that pits the star players against one another, an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, Aaron. Um, Question for you when it comes to 
Alabama tie-ins to the Falcons. Uh, do you guys miss Julio Jones as much as we do? Yes. Uh, yes, we do. Well, I mean, depends on who you talk to uh, in Atlanta. You know, Julio Jones is not the most popular player in certain circles in Atlanta, but I certainly think from my personal opinion, I very much miss Julio Jones uh, and, and his impact on this team that he had for over a decade, and that was sorely missing from the Falcons in 2021. So, yes, I definitely miss Julio Jones. You say he's not that popular in some circles. Why? Well, you know, if you talk to Falcon fans, you know, the man on the street or the woman on the street, uh, they were not particularly thrilled with how his departure from Atlanta went down. Uh, They were not particularly thrilled with, you know, sort of the whole him going on undisputed again whether he knew it or not and he was being recorded at the time with with shannon sharp and, and basically saying that he wanted to go elsewhere than atlanta and wanted to win uh and so you know how fans are they tend to take those things sort of personally it feels like a core part of their identity is is being that fan of that football team and so the fact that julio jones was essentially rejecting the atlanta falcons in that moment it felt like a personal rejection of them. So I think that's sort of fueling uh, why some Falcon fans, again, I don't think this is the majority, but uh, a certainly a vocal uh, part of Falcon fans that I have certainly had many back and forth with over the last, you know, nine or so months. Uh, we're not particularly thrilled with Julio Jones's departure. Ooh, okay. I'm a little shocked on that. Now, would that affect where you would rank Julio in terms of greatest Falcons of all time? No, um, I still have really ver- uh, it's 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 hmm, it's tough because like part of me wants to sit here and say when you just sort of look at the body of work and the career that they've had, Matt Ryan as a quarterback, you know, given his success and the longevity he's had, and certainly he's been the quarterback of the team during their most successful tenure as a franchise in over fifty plus years. Matt Ryan automatically should be uh, ranked the number one player in Falcons history but when you just look pound for pound who was the best player to put on a Falcon uniform who's the player that most people are going to remember as one of the greats of all time and arguably one of the three to five best wide receivers to ever suit up in the NFL that's Julio Jones Matt Ryan's never going to be in that conversation as one of the great quarterbacks of all time uh certainly a guy that will have an opportunity to potentially go into the Hall of Fame or whatever the case may be but not because he's in that sort of Tom Brady Joe Montana John Elway sort of tier where we talk about some of the all-time greats but julio jones i think certainly is in the conversation with the randy mosses and the jerry rices or at least right behind those guys uh in terms of who's the best wide receiver to ever play the game and so from that perspective i do often consider julio jones to be you know number one in terms of ranking the greatest falcons him it's another player like Deion jones uh, i'm sorry Deion sanders um you know is also up there in, in terms of that sort of you know, evaluation, that ter- sort of perspective when it comes to if you're going to, you know, build your Mount Rushmore of great Falcons. Yeah, and it is interesting because uh, Michael Jordan will always be a Chicago Bull, though he played for the Wizards. I think um, Tom Brady will always be a Patriot, though he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. I, boy, unless Julio plays like another six years, which I don't see happening, um, he's always going to be a Falcon to me. And, uh, you know, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure he'll go in as a Falcon. There's no doubt about that, right? Yeah, I, I would assume so. I, I would be very shocked if, if something to the contrary occurred. Uh, really quickly, A.J. McCarron, any update there? I mean, is he progressing well? Is he going to be on the roster? 
I I would I'm skeptical of AJ McCarron coming back in, to Atlanta. I feel like the Falcons are, are probably going to move on and look to sort of draft an heir apparent to Matt Ryan this offseason. And so there isn't really a whole lot of room for AJ McCarron to return. Now, certainly it's a possibility uh, should the Falcons pass on, on taking a quarterback in this year's draft and much like they did last year, sort of see AJ McCarron as a sort of emergency veteran option with some experience to be that number two. I haven't heard any sort of updates on his injury status. The Falcons have not been particularly forthcoming with injury updates since Arthur Smith took over as the head coach last year. So I doubt we're going to hear anything specifically about AJ McCarron from the team. Uh, so hopefully he's, he's, he's trending in the right direction. and is on the path to play football again in the future, but I don't think it's going to be with the Atlanta Falcons. We'll have a quick segment. When we come back, I want to talk to you about uh, Atlanta Falcons and the upcoming draft. And what do you think about some of the prospects? But right now I want to tell you about runyourpool.com. I talked about it just a little bit ago. March Madness is about a week away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? You shouldn't be. You should be looking for the best. We've done our homework here at Locked On, and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. Both are awesome in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. And that's stuff you don't get at other sites like ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we at Locked On believe Run Your Pool is the best because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com backslash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there at runyourpool.com backslash locked on. We look forward to seeing you there and beating you there. Then there's Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to your local chain store or your auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Honda Odyssey an LX or an EX or you know stuff you don't even know the answer to? Because I don't. And wait while the person behind the counter orders parts from their computer, not knowing really what you need, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. If you have computers with access to RockAuto.com, and all of us do then you have the answer in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30% to up to 100% more for the same parts? I talked about that Honda Odyssey, a fuel pump there uh, from an auto parts store is like 350 bucks. For Rock Auto, it's about 215. That's saving you a ton of money right there. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need. It's in the jingle. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Right, locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you from Locked On. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, very quickly, tell me what you're looking for uh, from the Falcons when it comes to this draft. And is, are there any Alabama guys on your radar that are intriguing to you? Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of Alabama guys. Um, I, you know, some of the early round guys. I'm, you know, certainly wide receiver. I think a lot of people would assume the Falcons have had a connection with Alabama wide receivers. Although the last couple that the Falcons have had, even though they've had a lot of success uh, on the field, it hasn't ended particularly well. So I think the Falcons will probably be staying away from Jamison Williams and John Mechie uh, moving forward. We just haven't had a lot of good luck the last couple of years uh, with, <laughs> with some of these Alabama wide receivers, at least with this coaching staff, maybe with the former coaching staff, we'd be all in on, on, on those guys. But I, I look at, you know, Fedarian Mathis uh, potentially as a day two option to sort of beef up 
the D line and has that versatility. Did you know, you know, Nick Saban coach D linemen have to play multiple techniques and, and be a force both against the run uh, as well as a pass rusher. I'm a big fan of Brian Robinson as sort of a, a really good, um, you know, calling him a sleeper is probably not fair, but certainly a guy that was very productive in his one year at Alabama. You know uh, he can play in a pro-style offense that the Falcons utilize uh, with some outside zone stuff. Uh, with his size, his physicality, his contact balance, uh, his ability in pass protection and, and showing a little bit of ability as a pass catcher, I think he's sort of just all around really good, solid running back that if the Falcons don't necessarily nab one of the top running backs, particularly in, in round two or something like that, a player like Brian Robinson would be a really good get, say, in round three or round four. So those are some of the guys that I, I, I certainly have my eye on. I'm trying to sit here and think about a couple other players at Alabama. You know, this this year's Alabama group is not necessarily as loaded as maybe some previous years. Obviously, they have some very good players. But once you sort of take out the wide receivers, once you take out sort of Evan Neal uh, off your list, you're not necessarily looking at, you know, that many players. Uh, Christian Harris. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Christian Harris. Christian Harris would be uh, particularly a, a good pickup for the Falcons in, say, round two or so if they're looking for a linebacker, which they may uh, if uh, they wind up losing Foye Aluakun, their starting middle linebacker in free agency, uh, there's been talk about potentially moving on from Deion Jones as a trade candidate. So the Falcons could have a, a, some very big holes at that linebacker position and a player like Christian Harris, who certainly has the ability to to be a versatile weapon, both as a pass rusher, a run defender and in coverage, I think would be a, a good pickup there. So those are some of the Alabama guys that I, I certainly think make a lot of sense for the Falcons. I would ask you to talk about Slade Bolton, but as the world knows, he is officially signed with the New England Patriots even before the draft because that's exactly the kind of guy they're going to draft. Um, I do want to ask you one more quick question about the draft, but not this draft, next year's draft. Um, Alabama fans were all very excited because, I mean, look, it won't end up this way, but there's the potential for Alabama having the number one and number two guys picked and Will Anderson and Bryce Young. Um, now, this is a trick question because quarterbacks are so, so valuable. But which one would you go with, assuming all things remaining equal? Which one would you rather have if the Falcons had the first pick? Obviously, quarterback is, yeah, you you, you said it. Quarterback seems the obvious choice. But just from a pure talent standpoint, I feel like Will Anderson is, is probably the guy. The Falcons, you know, we'll see what the future is at the Falcons quarterback situation after this season with Matt Ryan and uh, any potential draft picks that they have. Uh, but another problem area for this Falcon that has existed for many, many years has been being able to pressure the quarterback. And you look at a player like Will Anderson, uh, who is the rare sort of dominant edge rusher that, you know, plays at Alabama. Alabama has been a school in the Nick Saban era known for producing these great defensive tackles. But when you look at that group of edge rushers, it's a very thin list of guys that have gone on to have success at the next level and to see Will Anderson sort of being that one guy that's the sort of the outlier, you know, makes it feel like he's even extra special uh, in terms of what he may be able to do at the next level. And couple of that with the fact that he's actually from Georgia. Um, I, I think he would be an excellent pickup. I would love to see him at the Falcons, man. And I think you guys would love him too. He's, he's a special cat. Bryce Young is too. Uh, Bryce Young is, is a really fun dude. Uh, I said that um, it looked like he was going to a Prince lookalike contest at the Heisman <laughs> Trophy celebration. I'm a big Prince fan myself, and, uh, man, he just he looked just like him. And he's got that sort of same deal. I mean, he's diminutive. He's a little bit uh, 
smaller, he's a little bit, you know, unassuming, but when he gets on the football field, he's just a total badass. And uh, it, it just like Prince, he gets out there and you're like, Hey, you know, he's five, three and uh, he doesn't, he, he looks like he needs to eat a milkshake. And uh, next thing you know, he's rocking the guitar better than anybody in history. So Aaron, man, I appreciate you like coming on last second so much. Uh, we got to do this again, bro. You know, your stuff with the Falcons and I uh, really truly appreciate it. Yeah. I, again, I hope we get an opportunity to talk maybe after the draft and hopefully the Falcons nab a couple of, of these Bama players that we just talked about. Uh, and, and certainly, uh, you know, hopefully we get an opportunity next year to talk about some of these Bama players uh, in the lead up to the draft. So look forward to it. All right, my friend, you have a great day. Uh, roll Tide and go Falcons. See you, buddy.